0: Hey guys, this is Duncan Smith. Uh, you most likely know me from Piston Powered, or you may know me from Hoops Habit. I've also appeared on a few podcasts with some other basketball Twitter acquaintances and friends. Uh, so... You may have heard about me from a few different places. Uh, however, you came to this uh, this inaugural episode of the Big Shot podcast. Um, I'm grateful, and I hope that you enjoy the content that uh, that we put out here. Uh, as this is my first foray into uh, into the podcasting world, I decided that I was going to do this by myself. I didn't want to drag any any. Uh, anybody into my inexperienced potential mess here. Um, So I figure that what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go over some mailbag questions that I had you guys send in on Twitter. Uh, That was my original plan until this afternoon when the news struck that Reggie Jackson of the Detroit Pistons uh, has been diagnosed with, uh, it appears to be, Knee tendonitis. Um, knee tendinitis is something that uh, is not completely unexpected from from Jackson. Uh, he's had knee problems since uh, I believe back in the uh, in his days at Boston College, um, and he has been held out of some practices so far this preseason, uh, this this uh, training camp rather, uh, because of knee pain. It was actually why he didn't participate in the open practice last night. Brief as it was, um, he didn't he didn't make it onto the the floor for the ten minutes or so that the Pistons, uh, I think, ran some pick and rolls. Basically, <laughs> uh, I myself was about ten minutes late, so I literally missed exactly and only the entirety of the practice. Um, so, Reggie is not exactly the least likely candidate for an injury of this sort, um, but considering the fact that the Pistons have really been able to address uh, the point guard position this off season, and have turned it into, depth-wise at least, uh, something of a position of strength. Um, this is a real blow for the Pistons as they near the uh, the regular season. Um, as I speak, about an hour ago, it's 3.16 Eastern time right now, about an hour ago, uh, it came across the Twitter wire that uh, Stan Van Gundy Is expecting Reggie to be out for about six to eight weeks, which is pretty much right in line with what you can expect from knee tendonitis. This is per Rod Beard, of uh, I don't want to speak out of turn here. Yeah, this is this is per Rod Beard, um, of the Detroit News. So that's that's not great news. Uh, The Pistons do have um, perhaps a lower level starting caliber point guard to back him up for the uh, the six to eight weeks that he'll be out. Uh, this is the 5th of October. Um, by my uh, quick and dirty math, that timeline should have him back by uh, probably the end of November, beginning of December. Um, and off the top of my head, I believe that's about 10 games or so. Uh, the Pistons are not interested in playing for next season um, there's there's an organizational emphasis on not making the fans wait any longer basically after being pretty much the consistently worst team in the NBA, in the, uh, the Eastern Conference up until the last couple of seasons when the Pistons have rebounded and uh, the 76ers and uh, well pretty much the 76ers I think have let's say over the last uh, seven years, um been the only team consistently worse uh, as a total one-loss record than, than the Pistons in the Eastern Conference. Um, so we can rule out any kind of a tank or rebuild for the future. The Pistons are built to win now. Um, and as I was saying, they do have Ish Smith who can step in and carry the load. Um, he's a decent playmaker. He is not going to be a floor stretcher like Reggie. Jackson uh, can uh, can be expected to be. Um, Ish Smith is not much of a shooter. Reggie Jackson at least is, uh, let's see, if we're looking at last season, uh, he shot 35% from three and he shot 43% from the floor. Um, Ish Smith on the other hand, uh, he shot 33.6% from three-point range, which is, uh, looking back at his numbers here, it looks like that's basically a career high and he shot forty point five percent from the floor so he's not going to be able to provide the same kind of offensive impact that Reggie did um, last season or that we can we would have been able to expect him to provide this season going forward. Um, he's a decent playmaker though he he put up seven assists per game with the Sixers last season which considering the lack of shot making and scoring in general that that team had uh, it's Nothing short of a basic miracle. Um, so the, the Pistons do have a guy who has the qualifications to step in and at least not be a humongous downgrade. Um, like, say, last year, Steve's, if uh, Steve Blake had to step in and, and start for the Pistons for entire month, um, that would have been the season. There would have been no playoffs. There would have been no playoff chase, for that matter. Uh, Ish Smith is not a downgrade to that degree. Uh, it does appear that the Pistons are looking to add a point guard. Um, it would be interesting to see exactly how that would work out. And that's because they've only really got to fill in. Assuming that Reggie Jackson is back within the six to eight week time frame that Stan Van Gundy laid out, um, the Pistons really only need to cover the first month of the season. Now, Worst case scenario is that it takes Jackson longer to get back into playing shape. Um, in which case, you're gonna you're gonna want something more than Ish Smith for the long term for this for this season to go as I think a lot of people hope and expect. Um, most people have the Pistons with a low to mid forty wins, uh, somewhere in the forty four to forty six or so. Win range. This news. This news basically throws that uh, throws a monkey wrench into that. Um. So the Pistons are planning on at least looking into getting a uh, another point guard. Um, Norris Cole just signed a contract in China. Um, it's unclear exactly whether the Pistons might be able to. To. To, to work out some way that they could get him back in the states playing in the NBA um, there have also been a lot of point guards that were signed in free agency that now can't be traded uh, basically until after, Reggie's at, after Reggie Jackson is expected to return from injury um, so it really narrows down the the number of options the Pistons have in bringing somebody on and um, So, because this is basically an emergency podcast uh, on the topic of Reggie Jackson's injury, um, I don't have all the trade permutations in front of me right now, um, but it's something that it looks like the Pistons are going to investigate at the very least. And Stan Van Gundy is not somebody who is afraid to pull the trigger, so um, some kind of a move, maybe even a big move, may yet be on the horizon. Uh, We've... We've got some uh, some work going in on that topic actually on Piston Powered right now, so keep an eye open for that site, keep an eye on that site and uh, we'll have some, some good content on where the pistons go from here over on Piston Powered. Um, in the meantime, Ish Smith is going to be elevated into the uh, de facto starting point guard role and that is going to make the previous battle for the third string point guard between Lorenzo Brown and Ray McCallum a whole lot more interesting because, at least as things stand right now, one of those guys is going to be the backup point guard on the Detroit Pistons. Um, And it really goes to show how fast life can come at you in the NBA. Um, We shall see if it turns out that both players are now going to be expected to, to make the roster as point guards. Uh, it definitely seems as though depth in that spot is very important right now Um, so that is a position battle that is definitely something that we need to keep an eye on so um with the reggie jackson news out of the way essentially for the time being um, unless something else comes while i'm recording uh we're going to take a look really quick at uh, some of the questions That I had you guys send me via Twitter. Uh, I was pretty happy to get about uh, five questions, which is not bad considering the fact that this is a podcast that until right now uh, did not exist. And uh, I'm grateful to to the guys that did respond uh, for the attention that that they uh, provided this fledgling podcast. And uh, I'm pretty happy that already uh, I'm getting to interact with, uh, with some of you guys on this topic. Uh, I think it's fairly well known that one of my favorite things about writing the basketball sphere and um, now doing podcasts, uh, it's not just being able to like watch basketball and get value out of watching basketball. It's also the people you get to meet and the people you get to interact with and talk to. Um, and fortunately, I, I feel as though a lot of the people that I talk to about basketball are a lot smarter than I am on the topic. So I get to do a lot of learning, and I find that exciting. So hopefully I will always be able to surround myself with people who know more about basketball than I do. Um, while I'm trying to catch up, I like the idea that there's always more to learn. Um, okay, so without further ado, uh, the first question I've got here is f- from Hakeem. Uh, his Twitter handle is at h BB. And he asks, how's Reggie Bullock turning out, and what's his minutes looking like for the season? Been my guy since UNC. Uh, I'm pretty excited about Reggie Bullock. I'm high on Reggie Bullock this this uh, this season. Um, towards the end of last year, when he actually cracked into the rotation following injuries to uh, KCP and to Stanley Johnson, uh, he shot pretty much lights out. Um, he was expected to basically provide shooting, and that was it. Um, but the level of shooting that he did provide was... Um, was again basically a revelation. He shot 41% on the season from three-point range. And as I bring up his final third of the season or so, uh, which was when, was when he really cracked the rotation and really got some playing time, uh, he went from going what 15 games at a time, sometimes without seeing the floor, to playing 20 of the last uh, 27 games of the season, uh, averaging 17 minutes per game over that stretch. Uh, in that stretch he didn't get a lot of a lot of action from uh from the floor uh shooting wise he didn't take a whole lot of shots he was very efficient when he did shoot though he hit 48% of his three pointers he he get he was taking 2.2 three pointers per game um, so if we extrapolate that to 36 His per-36 numbers, he's averaging about four three-pointers per game, which is maybe a little bit per-36 minutes. Pardon me. Uh, That's a little bit low for a guy who's hitting at such a high rate. Uh, I think that this is going to be the season that he's going to really get a chance to shine. Um, I think the preseason is going to be important for him as well. Last season, he impressed so much that uh, the Pistons guaranteed his contract and kept him around. And that was last preseason. So uh, he has already had a preseason where he played himself right into a job. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is the preseason where he plays himself into uh, maybe a 7th through ninth man in the rotation. Um, I'm I'm high on Reggie Bullock, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, next question up, we've got from Jay krieg at jeffrey underscore krieger k-r-i-e-g-e-r and his question is do you think stanley johnson will end up starting by the end of the season and yes i do uh, i think that before the end of the season uh, marcus morris is going to slide into that sixth man spot and I think Reggie, pardon me, I think uh, Stan Van Gundy is going to move his very first Piston draft pick, his first Piston, uh, first-round draft pick, rather. I believe Spencer Dinwiddie was his first uh, first draft pick as a Piston. Um, I believe that he's going to move Stanley Johnson into the starting lineup. Um, I don't think that it's going to be handed to him, mind you. Um, Marcus Morris had a surprisingly good and fairly efficient season last year. He was pretty much the only Piston who had any kind of post-up game, um, which, you know, on a team with with guys like Aaron Baines and Andre Drummond, you would kind of hope that one of them can provide something from uh, from the post. But Marcus Morris was the main post performer for the Pistons last season. Uh so I don't think that he is going to have the role handed to him. But I think Stanley Johnson has his, his focus for the course of the entire offseason was development and eliminating weaknesses and improving upon his strengths. Um, I think that we're going to see that come to fruition this this season. And yeah, I do believe that he is going to move into um, to the starting small forward spot. Um, Thank you for the question, Jeffrey. Next up, uh, we've got Aaron Johnson, friend of... We'll say friend of the podcast, even though this podcast just started. Um, Aaron and I have uh, talked quite a bit recently uh, about the Pistons in particular. I had the guest role, we'll say, um, on his Palace of Pistons podcast uh, just this past weekend, which you guys should check out. Um, So... Aaron Johnson, at A. Johnson Sports. He says, excited to listen. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Do you think the Pistons extend KCP before the deadline? Uh, I definitely think that they're going to extend him before the deadline, barring any kind of surprising event, um, any kind of strife between himself and the organization. Uh, The reason being is that he, he plays a role that is... Highly sought after in the NBA, he's uh, young, athletic, uh, three fast, uh, three and D type player. Um, it's something that something that is a, a more and more sought after role in the league. And if KCP finds his way to the next next summer without a contract. Uh, It's almost a certainty that somebody is going to throw a max contract his way. Um, And then the Pistons are going to be put in the position of matching, which they certainly will, assuming this season is not a disaster for for him. Um, So there's virtually no way that he is not offered a max offer sheet next summer, Um, which means that if the Pistons extend him before the deadline, which is, I believe, October 31st, uh, anything that they pay him, shy of the max, is essentially found money. Uh, it's it's money that goes back into the coffers, essentially, for the Pistons organization. Um, while I believe that Tom Gorris, the Pistons owner, uh, is willing to pay up to the max, um, it it would be preferable for him to not to, to have to pay up to the max. Um, they're already going to be nearing the luxury tax threshold and assigning uh, signing KCP is going to certainly push them over. Um, once you get into the luxury tax it becomes more than a single season issue. Uh, you may find yourself in a repeater situation um, considering the fact that the salary cap is not expected to go up the next few seasons after next year's uh, cap bump. Um, that makes it that much more likely that some sort of nearing of the repeater tax might kick in. Um, so if they can find any kind of savings on his salary, uh, they absolutely shouldn't. The only way to save on his salary is to extend him before the deadline because if they don't, um, they're playing with fire and opening up the door for for other teams to to offer him a max deal Um, it's also worth noting that KCP is one of the few guys who has had any success whatsoever in slowing down Steph Curry Um, that might become relevant to to teams in the Western Conference or to the Cleveland Cavaliers Um, that might make him all that much more sought after because it's really hard to find yourself a Steph Curry stopper, um, so for these reasons, KCP has a lot of value around the NBA. KCP and guys like KCP, uh, so they need to they need to lock him down before he has a chance to hit the uh, restrictor free agent market. Uh, thanks again for the question, Aaron. Next up, my guy Dave Dufour, co- at Coach Dave. D-U-4, the number four. Um, I've also been on his podcast. It feels like twice because the first time we did it, uh, we had to redo it because of technical issues. Um, Dave's a great guy. You should listen to his That Guy podcast. Uh, His question is, do you regret doing a solo pod yet? Um, Nah, it's been fine. You guys tell me if it's been terrible, in which case I might find that I do. But um, right now... I've had uh, I'm having fun just airing my thoughts on the whole Reggie Jackson situation and so forth so so far so good Dave thanks for the question uh, next question up from David Hoffman at D 894 uh, he writes for Piston Powered his question is do you expect Stanley Johnson in the starting lineup at some point this year? If so, when? Now of course we just addressed this um, thanks to uh, Jeffrey Krieger's question not that long ago. Uh, but David puts it to me a little bit more uh, more specifically in that he's asking when Stanley finds its way into the starting lineup. Uh, that is a little bit of a trickier question. Um, we haven't really seen Stanley on the floor yet Uh, we've seen some summer league action he's looked good Um, everything that we've heard about his performance at the USA Selects indicates that he was one of the best players out there for the Select team Um, he's looked good in the Drew League but you know the Drew League is the best pro-am there is most likely but it's still a pro-am but everything that we're hearing and seeing out of Stanley Johnson indicates significant progression since last year. Uh, and that makes me think that the progression will be steady. And I think that it's going to be before the All-Star break that Stanley Johnson is at least um, teased into the starting lineup, if not on a, a nightly basis. Uh, some matchups, perhaps, he will he will start um, whether he is going to be regular, the regular starter in that spot at that point or not remains to be seen. Uh, but I do believe that before the all-star break, Stanley Johnson is going to be the starting small forward uh, at least uh, some significant portion of the time. Um, that is all I've got for questions. Um I did promise that I would comment on the Pistons' open practice. Uh, There isn't really much to comment on. Um, I was, again, 10 minutes late, and uh, that was all it took because the practice was over by the time I got there. And uh, upon arrival, there were Piston players stationed throughout the concourse. Uh, People were lining up for autographs and pictures and the like. Uh, Marcus Morris was on the floor basically holding court. Um, And people were going down there to meet him, talk to him, get pictures taken, autographs signed. And uh, Reggie Jackson, who was again held out of the practice yesterday, now we know why. And Henry Ellenson were down there taking pictures over by, uh, across from one of the tunnels. And Darren Hilliard and Reggie Bullock had their time down there as well. Um, There was a big turnout, I will say that much. Uh, I commented on uh, the at Piston Power Twitter account that there were probably more cars for this event in the parking lot than I've seen at some regular season games for the Pistons, and I don't think that's a stretch or an exaggeration. Um, There were a lot of kids. It looked like a lot of people were having fun. And so we got to see Boban Marjanovic, Standing beside normal sized human beings, and it was spectacular. Uh, um, that's pretty much the most memorable thing I have to, to share with you guys from that event. Um, but as always, you know, the Pistons put on a pretty good show. So, um, since we didn't really get to see any kind of basketball a- action, it is all that much more exciting to, to look forward to tomorrow when the Pistons take on the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to see some basketball, with or without Reggie Jackson, unfortunately. So with that, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick debut episode of the Big Shot podcast. Uh, Future episodes are going to be a whole lot longer, and we're going to have guests pretty much every time. Uh, Most likely the whole Piston Powered staff is going to be... taking their turn on here uh, for sure I'm going to get Braden Shackleford on uh, my co-editor at Piston Powered um, Keith Smith at Real GM has expressed a willingness at my request to uh, hop on um, he's a salary cap guru essentially um, you guys will really enjoy hearing him Dave DeFour is going to hop on Aaron Johnson will be on uh, assuming they are all still able and willing uh, basically, I think that uh, we're going to have a really interesting and a really fun podcast uh, experience for you guys going forward. And I hope that my uh, my selfish decision to uh, carry this debut episode on my own uh, was, uh, was a fun listen for you guys as well, in spite of the somber um, subject matter. So with that, uh, I thank you guys for listening. Uh, please tell your friends. Uh, I'd love to see uh, just... Just out of curiosity, just how big this thing can get. Um, So if you enjoyed this, tell your friends. Get some people listening. If you didn't enjoy this, we can all pretend that it never happened. And uh, somehow I'm not too worried about that, though. Um, Thanks again for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, With that, um, I'm Duncan Smith. You can follow me at Duncan SmithMBA on Twitter. And uh, that's it for now, guys. Thanks.